What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. This is Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Casper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to the 84th episode of The Fucking Quick Cage, uh, where Frank watches Nick Cage movies so you don't have to. Uh, Frank, which movie are you going to tell us about tonight? So tonight is sort of a bonus episode, um, because I don't think we were sure if this movie was going to be released in time to talk about before we finish The Quick Cage. Um, 2021. And I'm going to read this because I wrote this down as I was watching this movie um, for its category. Uh, I define it as a uh, post-apocalyptic, purgatorial, neo-noir, samurai, acid, western. Um, if that gives you like a pretty good idea for like what you're what you're in for. It's a, so it's a, it's a movie I would I would hate. <clears throat> right, a movie a movie with absolutely no sense of itself and. Um, it's genre or right like what it's hoping to i don't know achieve um starring uh bill mosley and nick cassavetes along with um uh tak sakaguchi who you know as one of the guys from versus you remember that movie oh yeah mm-hmm. um he's the samurai in it okay like the guy that keeps like moving through time samurai the hero mm-hmm. i guess yeah um Directed by uh, Sion Sono, um, who's known for, I guess, most predominantly Suicide Club in your like early two thousands, um, which was one of those early J horror movies that achieved like a lot of renown. Um, done some other movies that are worth watching. Uh, the pseudo sequel to Suicide Club, uh, Noriko's Dinner Table, and then um, one of my favorite serial killer movies of the past twenty years in uh, Cold Fish um some other stuff that's more like i don't know what you'd call it like gonzo gonzo asian horror maybe or something i guess is his like genre um so it's gonna be real difficult to do this movie or this movie justice in describing it but i guess i'll do my best um so nick cage plays hero that's his name and his occupation in the film. Um, who's a bank robber. Of course. During thought- during a failed heist with his partner, played by Nick Cassavetes, who's known as Psycho. Um, is he a good guy? <laughs> well, is anyone really a good guy? I mean, that's, that's the question. But the heist goes wrong. A bunch of people die they maybe die but maybe not like it's never really clear if they're truly dead or if they were just captured but um ultimately he ends up in this town uh run by um bill mosley um of rob zombie fame you know devil's rejects whatever um who plays a character called the governor the governor is 
sort of, I guess, a ripoff because that's a character in the Walking Dead stuff, right? It the is. Governor. Yeah, like this, sort like of rip, sort of a ripoff of that, where yeah. he's a megalomaniacal mm-hmm. um, town leader who rules by fear and violence, um, who's captured a number of young women that he keeps as like his concubines. Um, two of which he calls his granddaughters in like a semi-incestuous sort of overtone. Um, one of his granddaughters escapes and um, the hero who's in their jail is let free and given the task of going to rescue this girl from the ghost land, which is the post-apocalyptic purgatorial aspect of the movie. Um, it's this place where like supposedly the spirits of the dead exist and She's been taken there, and like no one that ever goes there comes back alive, so he's got to go get her. Um, so in order to ensure that he gets her and brings her back in one piece, they fit him with a suit that's got bombs on the neck, the arms, and the balls. Um, so his head will blow up if he goes past two days or whatever without bringing her back. So it's like and Hell then, Comes the Frog Town? Or, yeah, that, or... Um, that movie that was remade with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I can't remember what the name of the movie is. But there's a 80s sci-fi movie that's the exact same premise. Okay. Um, fuck, I wish I could remember what it's called. It's like, it's not it's not most dangerous game, but it's something along those lines. Um, anyway, so. So his head will blow up if he doesn't get her back within two days. His arms will blow up if he does any harm to her and his balls will blow up if he tries to rape her um which is an odd um odd distinction that right. raping her is not necessarily considered doing her harm um so he takes the job because he doesn't have a choice um mostly is guarded by the tak sakaguchi character who's a samurai that's like a typical like um Tashiro Mifune, like, you know, super samurai, basically. Um, I don't know, man. Like, he goes out into the wilderness. Um, it turns out there's a bunch of, like, Asian dudes wearing, like, pieces of tire and pom-poms that are, like, rat people that are, I don't know, like, in his way, and then there's some shit with some zombies or something. And then it turns out that the town is like this town of outcasts and nobody wants to leave because they're all afraid of like going into the ghost land. And then there's some other shit where they're like, they're zombies or something. And um, one of his arm things blows up because um, while he's trying to rescue her from zombies, uh, he has to grab her arm and like a, you know, aggressive fashion to like pull her to safety but the thing reads it as him being aggressive so it blows up and then in a ripoff of like the evil i mean this movie is basically just like what can we pull from any other movie that's ever existed so i i have a secret like to reveal to you um you asked me not to watch this movie and i didn't watch this movie like um i'm glad i didn't watch this movie but i did just randomly pick one scene and sat here and watched it it was like basically like a three-minute scene so now all this makes sense to me um it was, what a was your scene, random 
the random scene was, I guess, Hero sitting there pulling armor off of Bernice. Yes. And sitting there making quips and jokes and sitting there going, take it off. Yeah, take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Yeah, take it off. Take it off. Yeah. Repeatedly over and over. That's that's when his um right his left testicle blows up. Right. Um I was getting to that. Yeah, so basically like these women who exist in the ghost land are coated in like old mannequin parts, kinda. Like so their whole body is this like pastiche of like ceramic and mannequin parts. And I guess I, I don't even know what the point of that was because I don't really remember. And it's only been like five days since i watched it so that doesn't say much but um there's some reason behind that shit mostly just to be weird um because that's the whole reason for anything in this movie is just to like be weird um i mean it looks like it was filmed on the it it, honestly it reminds me a lot of like uh like a mid-80s trauma movie or late 80s trauma movie in like the visual aesthetic and like the diy like costuming and stuff i mean nobody's wearing anything that looks like a legitimate costume. It's just either like regular clothes with some odd like accoutrement or like a weird conglomeration of just found trash or some shit. But I guess it's supposed to make it seem more post-apocalyptic. Anyway, so blows his arm off, blows his ball off. Um, not blows him off, but like blows him up. Although there's a really graphic scene after he blows up his testicle where he pulls it out of his body and then drops it on the ground. Oh, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I thought this movie was. You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 everything you imagine. Um, everything you could hope for. So then, um, he fashions himself a new arm, like an Evil Dead, out of like uh, trash, kind of. Um, so he's got like a metal like arm that he can beat people with, and like block bullets with and shit. Um, so then they decide to get all the people in ghost uh ghost land together to go back to the governor's place um i don't remember why like he convinces them all that's the right thing to do but anyway they do that shit um so as they're getting ready to leave a bus full of zombies pulls up and his old partner who he thought was dead is like the lead zombie and they're going to kill each other, but then he like basically appeals to psycho zombies moral center, maybe, or whatever. <clears throat> but like, Hey, I'm just trying to save this girl. Like all the bad things we did, this is my chance to do something good. And psycho zombies like, yeah, cool. Like go ahead. And so then he does. So then they go back and they basically massacre um, the entire town. Um, and the governor ends up getting killed. Um, I don't know. I don't know. At the time I was at the time I was watching it, I was like, like there's a subplot where it was it was turned out it's like they lead you to believe in the beginning that it was um Nick Cage that killed all these people. Um in the bank but then it turns out it was psycho who went psycho and killed all the people in the bank and the reason nick cage and then nick cage like basically gave him up because he shot 
um, this kid, shot and killed this kid. And then you find out that maybe one of the people that got shot and killed um, during their, like, attempted escape from the bank was Bernice's, who's the um, the granddaughter of the Isco Rescue, like, her mother, which is how she ended up with the governor anyway. Okay. Um, but, like, none of it really makes a whole lot of sense. And I didn't have the subtitles on for a decent portion of it. So like a lot of it's not in English or it's in some weird, like other language. Um, I don't know what it is. So when I turned on the subtitles, I was suddenly able to understand things. So there might be parts of this movie that I might've understood more had I have had the subtitles on, but I'm not going back and, um, and risking that. Right. Um, I'd like to tell you that there's some really cool visuals in this movie, but there's really not. Like, you go back and you watch like Sukiyaki, Django Western, or The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, or whatever the fuck that movie's. I mean, there's plenty of like shit <laughs> that lives in like this universe, kind of. Right. That tells a similar story in a more cohesive way without just being like this ramshackle mess and this movie is a fucking mess like i don't know and and i would even i I guess it's cohesive enough i hate those fucking type of movies so much and the other part of it that's fucking awful is it feels so long like i don't know how long this movie is i guess i could look that up Uh, it's an it's an hour and three minutes so i'm assuming it's only like 95 minutes like without credits 103 minutes yeah 100, oh sorry yeah yeah you said an hour and three minutes i was like oh my god this yeah, no, 103 hard. minutes so i'm assuming it's like 95 minutes um i was about 45 minutes in and i texted you and friend of the podcast jason heaster and said i'm about three hours into this two hour long movie so i mean that's that's about how it feels yeah i mean it just everything goes on forever I don't know if maybe it's supposed to be allegory or maybe some sort of like, maybe it's a take on some Japanese myth or fable or something that I'm not familiar with. Um, But man, it is really just. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's written by an American and uh, two Americans. So, well, it's know. considered an American movie. It's not a. Right. I don't know. This this falls into like, like you were saying, what, what the good, the band, the weird, right? That's what we 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 watch that for a podcast. Right. Did we, did we watch that or did we watch Sukiyaki Django Western? Sukiyaki Django Western. That's what it was. Yeah. And it's like, to me, like, that's better, but it still falls into this realm of this, like, kind of like weird amalgamation of genres and in this kind of fantasy world. And I like that movie overall. But um, as you're describing this, I, I looked up verses. I was like, I'm remembering the right movie, right? And, and I was, but I saw the cover for it and it reminded me of the fucking Returner. 
And do you remember this movie? I do. I like the return. I fucking hate that movie. Like, I, I hate that when you show have made me watch it like all those years ago. And it's like it's it's the same kind of shit. Like hated you know, the one from um the same guy that did verses too. What was that movie? Alive. Mm-hmm. Remember that in the prison? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're so this is that's actually a really good point that you hate these kind of movies because I like these kind of movies. And, and this, like this. this movie is, I don't want to call it like nigh unwatchable, but I don't know the person who's getting anything out of watching it. Like, unless it's just like when I was 16 years old, like watching some weird ass shit. Right. And just, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe if you're into the gore, because there's a decent amount of gore in it. But like all the backgrounds, everything is computer generated, like the backgrounds in it. That's not just like a straight shot on like a set or whatever, like the back lot. Yeah, I could, I like could tell. Yeah. Parking lot. But the one scene I watched. And they show like, you know, when like the zombie bus comes up and the zombie horde is there, like all that shit's like all CGI. And it feels like super CGI. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I was. um. So it's interesting, though, because and this is even weirder to me. So, this is so bizarre. Okay, so this has a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes right now from critics. And it has a 39% from audiences. I don't always look yeah. this shit up on the quick cage. Like, but but I'm actually looking at, like, so the top critics here. Okay, so that's a little bit more positive, and that's largely negative. I mean, top critics, I think it's under, it's like in the 40% probably. Um, maybe even the high 30s. Um, and then all critics, I'm looking at like these things and it's like, it's still mostly negative reviews. I don't like, I'm trying to get an under, oh, there's more positive. I still don't like, I'm looking at this and I still don't see how it's 64%. So I, I think, uh, okay, hold on. Yeah. I see it now. As further deeper you go. So the basically like early reviews are a lot of positive and the longer it's been out and more people reviewed it. It's like people are just shitting on it. So I, I think part of it is that there's probably a certain type of reviewer that's reviewing for something like I don't know websites anymore, but like like Bloody Disgusting used to be or like Ain't Cool News used to be, where they have the agenda of like needing to be the guy that understands, you know the weird like out there whatever movie maybe right no i get i get what you're saying yeah well i mean i think there's people that are into like this genre to some degree that needed to succeed like they need it to be good right well that's me right like i need this movie to be successful because i would like to see more i don't mind avant-garde horror movies you know like i think there's a lot of value in having things that are more abstract or maybe not i mean you and i both really like those movies by um those two dudes fuck i can never yeah, i i can't remember their damn names i know exactly which the ones about. that are always playing around with like time and mm-hmm. identity and shit like i like that you know what i mean like i like people to take chances when they make horror movies and mandy it's a really good example mandy's a movie just justin benson and aaron moorhead yeah there you go like those two um mandy is a movie that takes chances and has like weird 
like abstract segments to it, but still has this tone and this feel where it's, you know, like it, it's a universe that feels like the director's invested in and like you can be into it. And um, have you seen like Beyond the Black Rainbow or um, shit, I can't remember the other movie by that director. There's just there's this whole genre of horror movies from the past ten years that are basically like avant-garde psycho like horror basically and like i i I like it like i'm fine with it i think it's a good genre and i think when it's done well it can be thought-provoking and entertaining and not like over like obnoxiously overdone but man this movie is not that like this movie is just gibberish for the most part it like stuck on a story that's one of the most like this, the story of this movie, the idea of almost the the Ronin samurai being sent to rescue the daughter of the you know corrupt lord of a land or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's some like played out bullshit. And if you'd have done it like really well, where it was new ideas and stuff, I could get it. And if if the movie would have even made sense, like it would have had a real sense of narrative where things were happening and. It wasn't just like there's so much flashback in this movie. It takes you, you figure out like maybe 10 minutes in that Hero didn't kill anybody, that it was Psycho that killed everybody. But they make you wait, I swear to God, like 50 minutes into the movie before they show you the scene where it confirms that. And there's no reason to drag it out that far because if you have any kind of common sense, you've already figured that shit out. So it's for no reason other than just to like extend a runtime of a movie that's already like probably 45 minutes too long. <sighs> and it's also not one of those things where you laugh at it. You know what I mean? Like the acting is so weird and stilted that it's just like it, it, it you describe it and it's like and I watch that one scene just based off the one scene. It doesn't feel like it has a sense of humor about itself. Well, it pretends like it does, but it's try. It's like almost antagonistically weird. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like basically like a huge middle finger in your face the entire time. Like, fuck you. I dare you to understand this movie. And then there's some people that I think are like, yeah, man, like I get it. Like I'm one of the, I'm one of the people that actually gets it. And people that like diss this movie, they're just, they just don't understand like how great, you know, um, Sion CO is, but and I love some of this man's movies. Like I think, look, Cold Fit. Like you, if this Quick Cage does anything, I recommend that everyone, if they have the chance, find the movie Cold Fish and watch it. Like if you like really well done serial killer horror movies that have a good like artistic backbone to them and are still compelling and thrilling and have like a really black sense of humor, that movie's amazing. Like it'll make you laugh and it makes you uncomfortable and it's tense and like tightly paced and this is nothing like that like was that would that movie be in your next top five foreign psychopath movies well it would have been in the first one but i forgot what it was called and then i couldn't find (laughs) it i couldn't remember who directed it that happens a lot like i watch i was sitting here the other night browsing through prime and i was like oh yeah like i should like watch this movie it sounds really cool and i mean you and i've talked about this any number of times like it started and i was like fuck that's what this was called mm-hmm. so then i had to go and like write it down somewhere so i wouldn't forget i mean at a certain point like how many things can you remember right sure so, all right what's the score on this movie 
I don't know. One exploded testicle, I guess. <laughs> and I, I don't know. What's the cage acting score? Uh, I, I, I think it could be the same. It's a, it's, it's a two. I don't know. It's, it's typical weirdo cage, I guess. Yeah, that's what it seemed like from one scene. I mean, it's. What is it comparable to? There's definitely so it's weird because you, the scene you're describing where he keeps repeating the same thing over and over. There's a scene that I've seen in a movie recently with him that's almost exactly the same. Where it's him just like freaking out and saying the same thing over and over and over. I can't remember what it was, but it's really ineffective there and there and it's really ineffective here. Yes. Just really annoying. I was an, I was annoyed watching that scene. The thing, the other thing too, is that I'm fine with like a good anti-hero, you know. And I think I like I I really like versus the movie that has this um tech, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. um guy in it. It's got it, it. It's it's an anti-hero movie. You know what I mean? Like it's not meant to be. You're not. You're not ever sure who you should be rooting for, and everybody in it does enough bad things where it's like, not that there's necessarily complexity, but there's at least the illusion of complexity. And like here, that's what they're trying to do, but it's there's nothing to this man. There's nothing to this character. Like he's basically, he's a bank robber, but you never see anything else except for this one bank robbery that they completely fuck up and like end up murdering like an innocent child and a bunch of innocent people. And then his fucking adventures in the ghost land, which are nonsensical. So it's like, you can't even invest yourself in any sort of feeling of connection with this dude as a, as a character. And like, how do you, how do you really like invest in a movie where, it doesn't give you anything to latch on to, right? Like sure. it's my it was my complaint about um Willie's Wonderland. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. there's no character there. Like everything is just a caricature, and he's just this one note thing that you're supposed to think of as like a badass, which is kind of the same thing here, but he's not. It's just silly. And I don't know, like I don't know. I wish I could say more funny things about this movie because I definitely was like thinking some funny things, but nothing sticks with me. You know, it's, it's like, it's terrible to say, but like five days later and I can't remember, I can barely remember like whole scenes from it. Cause it's just so inconsequential and dumb. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I can see that. Like, I'm already annoyed. I was already annoyed by this movie for prolonging the quick cage by an extra week. Um, And now I'm more annoyed that it's this bad. And here's the other thing is that all things being equal, there are a couple action scenes in this movie that are pretty well directed where like it's some decent sword play and whatever, like it's, it's fine, but it's so it's undone almost immediately just by the fact that like, who fucking cares? You know, like there's nothing. 
I don't know. It's like playing like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter for a couple of rounds. You know what I mean? Like, like it was cool to like whatever, see some things like beat each other up. But then like, what does it matter 10 minutes later? You know, like you didn't gain anything from it. Oh, do you know that you have a tell when you're getting ready to say something positive or contradictory to what you said that you give the Superfly Jimmy Snooker like I love you sign like when you when you do that? Show me what that is. Like, like, kind of like you, you do like this? this kind of no, you yeah, it's kind of almost like a two, but you actually do like this and start pointing with the two fingers, like out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't ever compare me to Jimmy Superfly Snooker again. <laughs> right, um, I'm not the flying flying Hawaiian or whatever the fuck he was. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the, this movie uh, sounds awful. Like I'm, I'm so glad that I didn't watch this movie. Honestly, even though I appreciate the the attempt to uh, help me watch this movie um, a lot, but um, <clears throat> uh, I yeah, oh, I, can't, I can't I can't deal with this. Like I'm the, happy the, to have it over with, and I'm happy that I didn't have to spend fucking fifteen dollars to watch it. Because let me tell you how which you won that bet, by the way. You won that bet from last. Oh week. yeah, right. I know. <laughs> I was I wasn't going to bring you're, it. Up. You're going to be you're going to be gracious enough not to bring it up. I'm a humble man, Chris Casperi. I we, don't know. Well, we knew it as soon as the podcast. Ended. <laughs> I mean, um, and I looked I looked it up further. Yeah. The, I, one thing that's really annoying me too is how many reviewers are using the term gonzo in a description of this and ugh. well I mean that's just a boilerplate term that they use to describe like wacky nonsensical violence right? in terms of horror right I hate this uh, I'm glad I'll tell you what it used to be mondo was the way to describe it mm. Like, I don't know if you remember those movies like Mondo Magic and um, Mondo. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was like the out of over the top, out of control, like, yeah, whatever. And to me, like, I understand that like, Gonzo in that fashion has been around for a long time. But when I think of art and I think of Gonzo, I think of Hunter Thompson. Like, I think of like, you know, uh, subjective journalism, like more than anything. And well, yeah, well, I think of who fucking Muppet. So, <laughs> um, so listen, here's what I here's what I want you to do next year. Like, uh, it, it, it'll be relatively short. Um, I think you need to fucking watch all the Stone Cold's movies. There's a lot of them. That's yeah, 15. <clears throat> oh my god. Yeah. Shouldn't have brought them up. Right. Ranging, was... and, and and the last one is he's playing himself in 2015. Um, so he's probably not even like doing any like you know it's any any soon like his heyday is basically from 2009 to 2011 he has fucking too many um and one of them is a short film you wouldn't even have to do that like so it's like 14 so does beyond the mat count yes yes <laughs> we talk about beyond the mat yeah <clears throat> the only reason i'm actually um, telling you you should do this the Condemned, I'm pretty sure, is that one that I'm talking about that has the same right, similar plot as this. Yeah. Um, did, I of, tell you, did I tell uh, you I started a Stone Cold movie the other night? Really? Oh, yeah, you, I think you did, yeah. And then I, I watched like five minutes and I was like, yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Then just put it on the table. We don't have to do it, but I think it'd be funny. Um, is to see. Depends on how many of these movies are available on Tubi. All of them, probably. It seems like probably, every certain quote. Yeah. It's like between Tubi, Voodoo, um, and like Plex or something. I'm sure they're probably all fucking available. Um, <clears throat> like the only ones that like might not be is like Grown Ups 2. Um, I'm sure that's on Netflix or some shit. Probably, and then the Expendables, maybe. Like, um, yeah, I'm so glad that we're almost so uh, that's gonna put us at like so we'll have like 91 episodes of the quick cage by the end of this, like uh, something like that. 90, 91. <sighs> I knew this movie was gonna be bad. I knew I knew it from the fucking trailer, like that it was gonna be bad. Like, I watched the trailer like months ago, and it's like, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I did watch a really good movie this week. I watched yeah. several good movies this week, so yeah. It's just like, I don't know how you, like, Pig comes out earlier this year, and it's so goddamn good. And then it's like, there's this fucking trash. Like. True. I I, I don't get it. Like, I get he's trying to make money, but it's like, can't the man take himself, like, somewhat fucking seriously when he can actually, like, give a, give decent performances? Um. So, let me, let me flip that question around, right? If you told me to look this before I had watched this movie, if you told me that this director was going to make a movie, knowing his filmography, I would have said, oh, I'm excited. Like, that's probably going to be really good. You know, as Nicolas Cage, you don't know what a movie's going to be like until you get into it. You know that he recently said that he's never going to retire. Have you seen that? Awesome. <laughs> Said that in an interview. Shit. Well, one of one of us or both of us will be dead by the time then fucking like before we complete the quick cage. <laughs> if he's never retiring, then that means this dude's gonna be fucking acting until he's like in his fucking eighties. <clears throat> I ain't lasting that long, probably. You might. You're gonna have to if you make it, you're going to find new co-hosts if I can finish off the quick cage. Wouldn't I just host it myself? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you do both parts. <laughs> Would. <laughs> you have to like I'll probably have you have to like I probably summon. have dementia by then. So <laughs> Yeah, you you definitely have to like summon like what my bitter reaction would be. <laughs> um mm. So, yeah, whatever. Like seven episodes left. Man, now I wish I would have made you watch it. Hmm. Well, I almost, I almost, since we didn't have a tr- one of the uh, primary podcasts this week, I almost, and then you had already watched it. Um, I was going to say we should do a watch along. But um, then you had jumped the gun and started watching it. And it was like, so, so, but I'm glad. I'm so glad that, like, buddy, let me, so. I don't want to say how we got this movie, but we we got this movie and I got home and downloaded this movie, which super fast, uh-huh. like every time like we download movies like this uh-huh. and was watching it within five minutes of it being finished downloaded. Right. Right. I was super into it. And 
well into the idea of it. <laughs> all right so imagine my disappointment a hundred and some minutes later uh-huh. when like that's all it was like that's yeah. what i had to watch i mean yeah. uh, pretty disappointing you know yeah yeah i can understand that drinking a really good beer though yeah what is it some um, flying dogs chesapeake wheat mm. it's got a, a nice mellow flavor to it yeah easy to drink i'm drinking it out of a glass like a civilized human being instead of out of a bottle like the drunk that i usually am um that's just uh just tasty yeah okay flying dog come on <laughs> give us some money oh right yeah no no i don't want money <laughs> I want okay. So, you want you want some flying dog? You want them like yeah, but I I, I have a very specific request. Mm. So if indeed the chance were for us to get a sponsorship from Flying Dog, right? I want them to pay me in their um they came out with this beer one summer. It was a sampler pack, and they were all beers based on hot sauces and stuff. Mm. That's what I want. I want to get paid in that. I just want a case of that once a month for the rest of my life and then i'm down i think i think we need to aim a little lower i think i think what you need to do is you need to find some like really small brewing company the next time (laughs) that you are like at the liquor store and like that nobody knows about and we need to talk about them for like fucking like a month straight and i'll let them know that and then see if they like want to like sponsor us with money as opposed to beer because who knows how that beer will be delicious i mean i don't know what are you saying you never pick a bad beer oh no very often <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's like <laughs> just i always go for some weirdo shit like i'm always like tempted by the ones that sound like they'll be good and then they just taste like fucking hobo piss christmas trees or whatever i'm just know. trying i'm just trying to get some money here frank come on like i i like my student, my students aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's depressing me. I think I have a failed root canal. Like I, I, I need some money. <laughs> How will money make you happy? Money will. You think money is secure to everything that ails you? I think money will pay for the second procedure, probably that they do. <laughs> hmm. or third or fourth, depending on how things go. Um, <clears throat> Sense. Um, and not eat into like you know the 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 thing that like maybe we want to buy like next or something like that. Um, but yeah, well, money money I'll, money, I'll, money money never solves anything. But money helps. I mean, at the liquor store I go to, they always have all kinds of weird ass. Um, what's it called? Uh, like craft beers I've and never, stuff from I'm local breweries. Joking. I'm never emailing a fucking beer company to try to like get them to sponsor anything. Come on. Why? Um. What? This is why we'll never be successful. So when we started this podcast, the general idea was I was going to come up with a list and Chris was going to do the recording and like the social media aspect of it. Yeah. So he was going to be the one like pimped us everywhere and like try to yeah. get us like, and he, he like, he doesn't do that shit. No Instagram posts, no like, and I don't well, mind. Who, who stopped, who, who stopped the fucking drawings? Draw shit. Just like, Post pictures of that's what everybody liked, man. Was everybody like no, damn listen, drawings? Everybody liked this, your drawings. Listen, you don't you don't know. I follow this account called the Cinema of Tarkovsky. Uh-huh. Which every day just posts a random scene from a fucking Tarkovsky film. And that's it. 
like they're not like an official account or anything. They just post one scene and they got like hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah, I always feel that's cheap. I did it like sometimes, like where it's no. like you, you take an image from a movie and just post it, and it's like it feels so fucking cheap. Who cares if it's cheap? You want to like get money off of um my libations and <laughs> that was a joke. Um, we're never, we're, whore, we're, never we're never making any money off this uh, podcast. See, Come on, man! Like that's that's because you ain't got no any gumption. I'm I you know I'm you're gumpless. I'm 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 uncomfortable with ambition and capitalism. Like I mean, come on. Um, makes me tired just thinking about. Hey, if if anybody out there wants to be our marketing person, <laughs> all right. You also could have a good co-hosting gig once Chris dies. Right. Yeah. Shit, don't say that. Somebody be trying to turn into <laughs> three guys five movies like at some point. Oh no. Um, it don't work like that. Uh, all right. I'm done. Fuck this movie. I haven't even <laughs> seen it in fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. All right. So um primary podcast. Um never never do this in enough time where like probably like most people aren't listening anymore but um we have lots of horror episodes coming up which um probably like you know some people will be interested in but um this coming week to end off the month we will be doing the top five horror movies in 1998 and then in early october we will be doing top five horror anthologies Top five were creature movies. So I'm a couple movies in that list. Um, and then one of them I really like though. Mm-hmm. Um, that I never seen. And then um we will finish the month with the top five movie horror movies in 1999. Um, and that is um this got some good stuff on it. Um, and then uh we move away from horror for the rest of the year well maybe um and then frank uh has a fresh five list to like finish off the year second fresh five list of the year and then we will be having a very special episode um with again from the podcast jason heaster and it'll be the first time ever that somebody's picked five movies that um other than frank uh well i guess i have a couple times um kind of um with the Movies that, movies that Chris loves, yeah, yeah. Frank hates or or is indifferent, indifferent to. to. <laughs> All right, we're going back to hate next year. Um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll flip flop it, <clears throat> and uh, that is going to be the top five uh, motorsports movies. I think that's what it's being called now. Um, and then uh, we will move on to episodes that I'm always excited about, which is the best movies of specific years. Um, so we'll be covering 1971, 1981, 1991, and 2001, um, which I've seen those preliminary lists and of like 10 to 15 movies that Frank had to, has to whittle down. And um, yeah, should be some good stuff there. So um, we got the, end the rest of the year all planned out, like everything's like solidified. And yeah. Um, and we'll have to in December figure out what we're doing next year, right? Sounds good. Oh, and go listen to the best thirty minutes podcast. Um, one episode up now. We'll be recording another one next week. 
um, on some topic. Who knows? Um, we'll the probably- best 30 minutes is a podcast with four friends talking about nostalgia and their experiences with life in the past. Available on Podbean for your viewing listening pleasure. Is that really is that really what it says? No, that's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, that's what you're saying. Okay. It sounded trying, very it sounded very similar to the description. Right. I'm I'm trying to show you how to sell shit. Okay, what, what what voice is that? That's not like work frank voice. Yeah, that's like I don't know. That's um, that, that's professional podcaster voice. Like what is like, game what game doing? game game show announcer voice or something. Mm. What game show would you announce? Uh, what, what game show you want to host if you could host a game show? Price, Any, is, price is right? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's probably my favorite game show of all time. Really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. You I, like watch- the, I, I really like the variety of Price is Right. Like, it's always something different, you know? Like, When did you watch Price is Right the most? In the summer. Okay. Um. So cartoons would end at like ten o'clock, and then the news wouldn't come on until eleven thirty. I think was the afternoon news, and then my mom's or there was twelve, and then my mom's soap opera started at twelve thirty. So there was a window where the only thing that you could do is watch game shows if you were going to watch TV. And Price is Right was on from eleven to twelve. But your so mom, was, your mom was an ABC person though, right? No, she was NBC. NBC. They started at twelve thirty. Okay. All right. Santa Barbara was on at um twelve thirty for a while. Oh, gotcha. Yep, yep. yep. I forgot about. It. Yeah, All right. gotcha. And then um days of our lives, and then another world. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, I forgot about Santa Barbara. Um, yeah. So um, Price is Right, huh? I mean, I watched the shit out of Price is Right. My grandmother like watched it religiously every day, but I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, there was always like cool what was your sets? favorite game? What was your favorite game on Price is Right? Come on. Let's get it. Let's get into this real quick. What the fuck? Give, give me your prices right, like shit. So I really liked um, Plinko. Plinko yeah, I was gonna say it's gonna sound late. <laughs> I really like Plinko a lot. Um, I like the um, I like the one where it was the fucking um, ah, uh, the yodeler or whatever going up the mountain like the old lady. Uh, uh-huh. like as he they didn't. Up. They didn't use that enough. Like it was very rare. You saw the yodeler. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I do too. I always, I always used to really like, just. I like the showcase thing, at the end. Like I always was like super tense about, because I would have a guess, and you know, I'm fucking like ten year old kid. Like I have no idea what anything costs. Right. So I'm like, oh, right, thirteen thousand dollars, and like yeah. getting all getting all hyped to see if I would have won, and yeah, I really like the um. I like the random like chance of the wheel spin, mm-hmm. like where they spin to see like who can get close to a dollar or whatever like, that stuff. I don't know. I just I, I yeah, like, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I all the things you said that I, I agree with and I and I like. Um, I like Chuck Woolery, you know. I like all all those. Right. Bob Barker. Bob Barker, you're right. I'm sorry, Bob Barker. Um, Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery. What was Chuck Woolery? He was um the match, not the match game, the dating newlywed game. Was that him? I think that's Chuck Woolery, yeah. Um, Chuck Woolery was on something in the afternoon. Chuck Woolery is like the biggest con artist of all time. Um, he was a love connection and Scrabble. Um, I mean, besides, I mean, he was the original host of Wheel of Fortune before Sajak took over. Um, but I um, also used to really love Pressure Luck. Pressure yes, Luck. That, was, that's that's mine. Yeah. Pressure Luck was an afternoon uh, yep, game show, though. It was and, like around two thirty, I think. Yeah. 
that was before cartoons came on after soap operas were over sure but um yeah, yeah. my gra- my grandma i i used to watch every day i used to watch like uh pressure luck like she called it the whammies because it's just like old people like always like call the thing something different than what it is <laughs> like she was she always wanted to watch her whammies the other uh, thing about price is right that i really liked was that it was always people just from the audience that mm-hmm. we get called down and then it was always somebody new getting added in so like over the course of the show you would get invested in like oh is like ruth ann from like i don't know carson city is is she gonna get it this time because like she'd be real close and then it'd be somebody else would get in like oh you know i don't know yeah yeah i think that's actually my least favorite aspect of the show but um I think I get more invested if they're predetermined, like who these people are. Like it's the it's my least favorite aspect of the match game, like which is a show that like I didn't watch until I was much older because they would reshow it. But I think I hated like the idea that like sometimes in the middle of the episode, like the there would be a winner and a new person would come on and they would continue the game. Like I didn't like this idea of a new person suddenly coming into an episode. I fucking hated it. Um I understand that. I I think the match game is just phenomenal because it's so fucking dirty. Yes. Yes. Yeah, old match game. New match game with Alec Baldwin. I've actually watched some of that. Um, Just because I wanted to see if I could relive, like, something. And um, it's not. It's not very good at all. What's the name of the host? (laughs) Gene something is the host of the match game. Oh, fuck. What is his name? Gene Gene Rayburn, right? That it? I'm pretty sure. Gene Rayburn, yeah, he Gene Rayburn, yeah, Herbert, yeah, Gene Rayburn is fucking hilarious. Like, everybody, like fucking Charles Nelson Riley, like fucking, uh, who was that? Brett, um, not Brett Butler. That's Grace Under Fire. What the hell was her name? Um, Brett Summers. Right. Brett, 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 yeah, Brett, Brett Summers. Summers. Yeah, um, fucking Nipsey Russell is funny on That's... that. Buddy Betty White's hilarious. Like when she's on it. Like, um, and then Richard Dawkins, of course. Um fucking amazing but um yeah that's that's a good best well now we've like ruined it oh i was gonna say that's the best 30, that's a good i think that's a good like that's 30 minutes podcast ideas like memories of like favorite game show but um well i mean we've only ruined it for like 13 people so <laughs> right, right, right the other the other the, two the, the quick the quick cage the quick cage picks up steam along the way like you, you like i i see the numbers and it's like it's like early on it's just like there's like the same people that are downloaded but every once in a while like they just start creeping up slowly like you know um you know the, it's going to be this weird thing where it's like the quick cage is going the quick cage is going to be around forever now like, and I was telling you this off air, as much as I like joke about like hating this fucking podcast and everything like that, it's like it is it is gonna be this thing that like lives in perpetuity now. Um, as long as I pay the bill. Um, <laughs> lives in perpetuity where it's like anybody's looking for Nick Cage shit is gonna find this. And that's pretty fucking amazing. Like that, like you're gonna go through all these fucking movies. Um, and people are still gonna be like listen to them like 10 years from now. So the first episode of the best thirty minutes has had nine downloads. No, that's that's good for like the meager advertisement that there's been. <laughs> I don't even think anybody shared that bitch. So, like, um, like I made one post about it, so 
so that's that's cool like um that's definitely a thing that like needs to be it's weird because i can't see how many yeah oh you know what it's because it showed you how many downloads the entire podcast has Mm. so like if you go to two guys five movies we're at 7.1 thousand downloads right yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. um whereas um and with only 14 followers so people come on um that's that's just popping though like that's not people that are following on oh well that's apple podcasts or google or all that kind of stuff like you know um, or iHeart. iHeart's really big with us. Like a lot of people use iHeart to listen to it. I mean, that's pretty impressive to me, the fact that it's seven point one thousand downloads. Yeah. Yeah. Like I never thought that that I mean there's that's yeah. what, how many hours of our fucking terrible voices that people have listened <laughs> to over the past several years. So I don't know. Christ, I wish I had another beer. I <laughs> we got feedback that, that at least one person likes my voice. <laughs> um so uh i would love to do a fucking podcast about fucking game shows um <clears throat> i'll put put it on put it on the google doc <laughs> yeah right that i've never um, looked at <laughs> <laughs> all right well this is meandered enough thank you for listening everybody we'll be back next week with a good nick cage movie you think uh-uh. oh I, I thought you said you watched a good movie a good movie oh you were just talking about a good movie in general i assumed oh yeah yeah i watched a couple good movies (laughs) none of them had nick cage in them oh okay well we'll be back with a terrible movie because frank's painting himself into a corner have a good no no no. i think they're all fine i do we're fine from here on out everyone just stay calm okay all right deuces